Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. Um, I was looking through your Twitter feed and I saw a tweet that I want to discuss with you. Um, so if you're up for it, tell me how Fire you- Fire away, which one? <laughs> so this one was, uh, you said, you're too afraid of engineers quitting. Tell your team they're screwing up and how it makes you feel. And you reference the art of the reprimand. I'm really curious, what was your inspiration for this and, and what's the art of the reprimand? Well, over and over again, I have clients, and there was one who pushed me over the edge, I think, <laughs> not because they were they were doing something terrible, but because with they, they were uh, considering their team's feelings too much. And uh, they, they tell me over and over again, well, the team is messing up, but I don't know enough. I really can't tell them. Uh, if I told them too harshly, they might quit. They would be annoyed. They wouldn't like me. Uh, they, they tell me lots of things that stop them from saying, hey, that was a screw up. And, and in one particular case that, that I think was the inspiration for this one, uh, the, the uh, engineer had taken a week to do a one-day task and had gotten distracted and wandered off in all kinds of crazy directions, having specifically heard the feedback, you tend to do that, don't do it again. And I said, this is time for a reprimand. And my client kind of curled up. He, he just kind of <laughs> melted on the screen as I was looking at him. And he just said, oh, I don't want to do that. He might quit. And I'd, I'd, feel, I'd feel terrible about that. That wouldn't be, that wouldn't be good. And uh, the the thing I had him do, of course, was read a book called The One Minute Manager, and we'll have the link in the show notes, which is the classic text on reprimands. And, and um, what, what I, I told him what I always tell people, which is get the oldest edition you can, because <laughs> in more current editions, it's watered down. And uh, it's I think it's now called something like a, a redirect. So so the idea of the book is that you get all these things done in one minute. I'll give you an example if you want to, Jeffrey. I'll give you a reprimand. You can hear what it feels like. And uh, th there's a very nice formula for how to do this quickly and effectively and, and to uh, really clear the air about something that's bugging you. And I said, get the oldest version of this. Read it. It'll take you only a lunchtime. It, it's a very, very thin book and simple to read. And go forth and give this person a reprimand, which is what he's planning to do. So that, that's what inspired me. And then I'm holding one of my Squirrel Squadron events. And again, we'll have a link in the show notes to my, my Squirrel Squadron of uh, uh, tech and non-tech people learning together. And, and I was inspired by this and many other examples to hold an event on uh, the art of the reprimand. How can we do reprimands better? Unfortunately, by the time this comes out, it'll be in the past. But you can get a recording and sketch notes and other things from me. So uh, if, if people are interested, go to squirrelsquadron.com and, and get in touch. That's great. So I, I want to say what, repr what what stood out to me for this. Now, we, we've, I think we've talked about reprimands before and One Minute Manager before, and we have that in our book. So that's might be familiar with people that the part that really resonated with me. So I agree with everything you said, but the broader kind of context here of what was implied by you're too afraid of engineers quitting, you know, in, in general, you're too afraid. And what really struck me about it um, in part was, well, I've been dealing with that a lot recently with various time and how common the fear uh, interacting, meaning that people won't share the way they really feel. Which ironically often leads to engineers saying, I know something's wrong here and it doesn't feel right, but no one will tell me what it is. So I'm leaving. Oh, oh that's a, <laughs> exactly. That's great. You know, how, how we, we induce the problem we were hoping to avoid. And even, even if it's something less than people quitting, it's sort of like, well, I don't want to make that person feel bad. But of course, if people often know there's something wrong and, and they also know that you're not telling them and they feel bad about that. 
and this is kind of a, a pattern that comes, you know, out of the literature. Immediately thinks of this pattern from Chris Argyris and what he would call uh, a model one, or in other places, the unilateral control model. And he talks about some of the values. And there's one of these, which is protect self and others unilaterally. The unilateral part here is important because we don't tell people, you know, I, I'm, I have this thing that, I, that uh, I'm unhappy with you about. But I don't, but I want to protect your feelings. So I'm not going to tell you what that is. <laughs> if, if we did that, it wouldn't work very well, would it? No. But people would want to know. The, the problem is that it leaks all over the place. And so it becomes evident that there's something troubling people. And of course, they will tend to invent the worst possible explanation, which is usually much less bad than the real one. And it will eat you up. And you will have to, for example, as my client did, have to do the work for the engineer. And uh, when the engineer shows up on Monday, having not done his or her task, you'll say, well, it's already done. Let's move on to the next one while gritting your teeth. And yeah, building building resentment. And and, and this is often this. I love that you added that in because what happens is you get this cycle of people being frustrated with someone else, not expressing it. And, and then in, until things build up to this point that someone just can't take it anymore. And then they, then they lash out, you know, they, they, they might, you know, uh, say something in a meeting. They, they, they might write an email. They might just behind the scenes be, you know, um, commenting on to, to their manager, you know, or if they are the manager, you know, grading them, downgrading them, uh, in their review. And it just, it's not a good way uh, to live. <laughs> so it's sort of really fundamental to me. Not, not to mention, it's not a good way to build an effective team with a great culture that is very successful at building an amazing piece of software. Exactly. I mean, if the basis of your relationship is dishonesty, that doesn't seem like a very good relationship. And you and I encounter this all the time when we're coaching people and I'll often ask, you know, well, how's the relationship with the boss? And they'll say, Oh, it's really good. You know, we, we, we chat about things, you know, we get coffee together, go out for beers, whatever. And I said, you know, that sounds like a really comfortable relationship. That's not, not what I mean a good by one. not a good one. Yeah. And this distinction between a, a, a good one is one that's honest and productive. And it's not about whether you like the person or not. It, that's, it's kind of separate. But often people say like they have these comfortable relationships and that's really what people are, are doing here. They're, they're unwilling to explore and express the discomfort and it really fundamentally undermines the relationship. And I think there's this irony here, which I think goes back to your point, which is the, the, the fear that we'll have a bad relationship kind of ensures that you have a bad relationship, that, that your, your fear of the engineers quitting creates an environment where your best engineers quit because they're not able to be effective because kind of the whole thing is, is built on a certain level of dishonesty and lack of real feedback, lack of dealing with reality. And, I, and to me, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this in pretty apocalyptic terms because I do feel like this is so often the root of dysfunctions in teams and good, good people don't want to be in dysfunctional environments. Absolutely. And even the people who suffer through, you're, you're suffering needlessly. And that's kind of my thing is like, you know, stop the suffering for both yourself and others. Learn how to be honest. Now, this will require, you know, developing some skills. And we cover this in our book, like how to have the accountability conversation. Uh, uh, so the skills are out there to be to, to be developed. It's possible uh, just, you know, make the investment. And because there's this fantastic thing on the other side, which is actually expressing the things that you're uncomfortable with, the places you're disappointed 
being honest actually builds trust and respect between people. It has exactly the opposite the thing the result that people are afraid of. It, it it improves the relationship, not damages it. And something that makes me particularly sad is that everything we've just said applies to pretty much anyone in an organization. It's not specific to engineers. But there is one, and that was why I started the tweet with that statement about you're too afraid. The engineers are a scarce resource, and, and there are other types of roles that are also scarce resources, high-powered salespeople. Um, if you're running a football team, probably star whatever people play in forwards or whatever they're called <laughs> in football. Um, you know, th those are, are, are rare commodities. There aren't a lot of them. And so people who run organizations or who lead teams with those rare specialists in them have a tendency to do this even more, which is actually even more destructive. So they, it's a sort of a, a self-fulfilling, self-reinforcing uh, uh, error here because they, they look at the situation, they say, man, it was so hard to hire Jeffrey. And I know there aren't very many Jeffreys out there. So the fact that Jeffrey is being a jerk and not getting his work done is something maybe I'll have to live with because I don't know where I'll find another Jeffrey. And that's a very unfortunate place to be for all the reasons we just listed, but it gets worse when you're in this um, kind of hiring um, uh, challenge, hiring uh, uh, crunch. That, that's right. You're describing a scarcity mindset as opposed mm -hmm. to an abundance mindset. Um, yep. it, it, and, and exactly right. Yeah, that, that, that kind of scarcity mindset uh, tends to make our behavior even less effective than it would be otherwise. And it's unfortunate because the, um, uh, the, the, the fear is based on reality. It is actually true that there, there are very few Jeffreys out there in the world. Jeffrey, if you worked for me, I would be thanking my lucky stars and thinking, gosh, you know, it would be hard to find another Jeffrey. In fact, you did work with me at one point and I was very, I had exactly that feeling. But what I didn't do, this was a hard trick, but it, what I didn't do was then shield you from concerns that I had. And I know you didn't shield me from concerns that you had. Uh, because of a scarcity mindset on either side, right? You could have it the other way too, that the employee might not share the, their concerns because they think, gosh, it's hard to find a job. There's a recession, you know, that not, uh, there's, there's uh, uh, inflation risks everywhere. So uh, I'll just keep my head down and do my work. That's just as damaging. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. So I think that the, the takeaway here, and I think so we could also say this applies you know, the other way around, you, you know, you really want to have an environment where you're able to be honest and uh, the fear that you have is worth examining and learning how to, you know, develop the courage and the skills to effectively express those, those frustrations that you, that you have, and that that's the path towards fixing those frustrations and developing better working relationships. And, and I'll just say this, which is it, it could also include addressing the fear. Jeffrey, I'm one reason I haven't brought this to you sooner is I'm concerned that it would be hard to hire another Jeffrey, and that's a fear that I have. That's a level of vulnerability that could be difficult to achieve, but if you're able to discuss it openly, you're going to create a much better culture and a much more uh, honest and um, effective uh, uh, team. Yeah, that's that's exactly right, and, and that's yeah. I often I give people exactly that. Uh, uh, coaching when we talk about it of, of bringing of being transparent in that way of, of, of bringing in look i'm I, as i say this i i have a lot of concerns and as, as you say it really does build trust when you share your mindset it helps people to uh, see you as human it help it helps people to have empathy for your position when you share that as opposed to uh, uh, just not disclosing it you know with, with withholding uh, what you're actually going through
Okay. Well, uh, we'll link in the show notes to a number of the things we've referred to here. Uh, in addition, we'll link to a former uh, a, a old episode of ours that covers the accountability conversation. So rather than repeat that here, we'll invite you to, to listen to that episode as well, which covers some of the things you can specifically do in a conversation like this. What we're encouraging you to do here, if you see this symptom, if you're encountering this fear of engineers leaving, is that you go forth and, and summon the courage to have the conversation. Then there's some skills to have in actually having it, which you can uh, listen to the other episode for, or read Agile Conversations. All of those work. And if you want to argue with us, if you want to discuss it further, if you're having trouble with this conversation on either side, we'd love to hear from you. You can do that at agileconversations.com where you'll find video and uh, our email addresses, uh, free stuff of all kinds from us. Uh, my Twitter feed is there, Jeffrey's is. Uh, we'd love to hear from you in any mode you'd like to use. And of course, you can also come back next week when we'll be back again with another episode of Troubleshooting Agile. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks, Grant.